Hi everyone, I'm April. And I'm Christine. Before we get started, we wanted to warn you that the following content contains adult language, activities, and violence, and may not be suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You best be careful when you chase the devil's tail. You might just catch it. Welcome to Southern Discomfort. This is one of the most unique podcasts on the internet. Southern Tales of the Weird, Wild, Mysterious, Unusual, Voodoo, Voodoo. Cryptids, Hauntings. Are you intrigued yet? This is Southern Discomfort. Southern Discomfort. And now, your hosts, April and Christine. Welcome to Southern Discomfort, y'all. I'm April. And I'm Christine. What's on tap for tonight? I'm drinking Swamp Thing. It's an IPA by Bayou Tesh Brewery. It is a... It, well, if you look at the label, it's got some crazy-looking um, Venus flytrap with fangs on it. But um, as far as IPAs go, it's pretty It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's got a little bit of a bitter aftertaste, but I've had worse. <laughs> so I haven't uh, what are you drinking yet. <laughs> what are you drinking? So I have a Altered Beast IPA. Ooh. Shapeshifter. Oh, is that what it's called? Shapeshifter? And I just popped it open. Southern Prohibition Brewing. Brewing. That's the people that. What's the name of yours? It's Devil's Harvest. Devil's Devil's Harvest with Southern Prohibition. I love them. I'm not a fan of IPAs, but I'm about to take a sip of this. So, what's on the can? That's cool. Is it a werewolf? Yeah, it's a, it's a werewolf, and then it also has pelicans. Flying over in the moonlight. Oh. Really cool artwork. Cool, yeah, that's perfect because tonight we are talking Southern cryptids. Yes, we are. And our feature creature is from your neck of the woods. That's right, but we'll get to that later. That's right, we will. <laughs> so let me just say before we get started, this is very grapefruity. Oh, is it? So is Devil's Bear. Harvest. Yes. Um, yeah. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I like it. Okay. I don't know if I drink the whole thing. Oh, okay. Is it thick? Is it heavy? It's actually not. Okay. It's pretty light, but it's, you know, heavy, grapefruity tones. Ooh, I like it because that's what Devil's Harvest tastes like. It's a great, free, it's a breakfast IPA. That's not what I'm drinking tonight, but um, that will come later because we'll have to do an episode where we featured Hattiesburg, Mississippi, so we so I can drink that on the podcast. Yeah, so that's where this is brewed, obviously, right? Yes, and and we've been there before. Uh, we as in my husband and I, we went to when Alex. My oldest daughter graduated from college at USM, University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. And that was one of their local haunts. 
that they would like to go to is um, Southern Prohibition. It's a really cool bar uh, place. They had some outdoor outdoor activities and then indoor, these cool, like, just wood benches. And you could sit there and play games. And uh, we played Battle of the Sexes with her friends. And the girls stomped the guys' butts. Okay, so that's where y'all went after her graduation. I remember that y'all went somewhere and got a flight. and Yes, we did. Okay, that's so that was that place. Yes, it's, it's a cool little place. but um, And then uh, I was glad to see that at the local stores you can find um, Southern Prohibition. And I try to support them, but, um, you know, they're kind of expensive. But, but, but hey, it's craft beer. That's, that's... Yeah, I just bought a single tonight. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how much it was. My husband stopped on the way home and picked it up. That's um, good. <laughs> but at any rate, so we're gonna be, um, I guess you could say, up and down the Mississippi River with our um, topic tonight. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, the first one. Dog man. Um, the first sightings, I think, were around the late 1800s, 1887, um, in Michigan. I think it was Wexford County. Um, and the descriptors of this creature were that it's seven feet tall, amber or red eyes, bipedal, canine-like with a torso of a man and I think the creepiest thing to me is that it howls like a human scream <laughs> that's pretty creepy first of all if you're dog like and you're like and then you're screaming like a human yeah that's that's creepy yeah that's pretty creepy to me and um you know the first sightings were around 1887 but then about a hundred years later 1987, um, the legend started to gain popularity um, from a radio prank. Apparently, a DJ um, wrote a song, made up a song about Dogman and recorded it. And it just brought back a lot of attention to the lore. Um, and the account that I have that I wanted to mention is not, didn't actually happen Michigan. It actually happened um, on a farm around Springfield, Missouri. Okay. And, um, somebody's grandmother, I don't know who, um, don't know names or anything, but someone's grandmother um, retold, basically, it's a retelling to her son um, about their families. Okay, so um, about the family's farm uh, outside or around Springfield, Missouri. It was the verge of World War II and the Great Depression in the 1940s. And the family would hear these human-like howling noises from the woods. Um, and they would get closer and closer. Um, and then their golden retriever went missing. Some livestock went missing. And actually two people, two ranchers that worked on the farm went missing. Um, the family is actually going to be charged with their disappearance and murder. Uh, but for some reason, the charges were dropped. So nothing really came of that. But the family was 
forced to move. And um, later when um, the, so basically it was a grandmother retelling her son. So um, the grandmother said that later when her father was deathbed, basically told her that um, a hellhound had come for their mom. And um, then he proceeded to tell her that um, her, his great-grandfather, you know, this is confusing, but his great-grandfather had made a pact with a witch. And um, he made this deal with her that he would pay her for power. But he ended up ripping her off and took all of his money back. So she put a hoodoo, um, not the same hoodoo, right. but a hoodoo um, spell on him, which is hoodoo's actually West African folk magic, and voodoo does originate from Africa as well. I think West Africa too, but um, there actually are some distinctions between the two. Um, but years later, um, he went broke. And he died by suicide. This is the great grandfather. Okay. Um, and the description of the hellhound, um, basically what he passed down to her was that it was bipedal, about the size of a moose, and it was black, hairy, with red glowing eyes. Um, wow. So, I mean, and and that, that's that's dog man. I, obviously, there's there's many sightings and there's other accounts out there but that one uh, for obvious reasons was of interest to me yeah that's that's pretty creepy because when i think of dog man it just it reminds me of a chimera i guess like a two different species meshed together mm-hmm. and that's just stuff nightmares are made of. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Especially, I'm telling you that how like a human, uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. 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 Oh, nope it on out of there. Well, mm-hmm. the, and that brings us to Momo, which is the, um, the Sasquatch out of Missouri. And interesting enough, it's Louisiana, Missouri is where this, this story takes place, or at least originates from anyway. And um, there's a book, Southern Sasquatch, by Lyle Blackburn. He's actually written many books, and he's very well-versed in the whole, like, cryptids, especially southern cryptids. So um, I highly recommend you read this. Check it out if this is something that interests you. But um, he did, heard him say before on an interview that uh, it was, like, he said, I think his quote was, try to write a book about a story from Louisiana, Missouri, right? (laughs) not only that isn't it pike county missouri it is and interesting enough that's where we grew up in pike county so there's a lot of um connections here just personally with us actually and also when um i was driving through missouri actually up through to iowa where we were taking my oldest daughter to go to grad school in iowa there's actually a Louisiana, Iowa as well. Shut up. No, there is. And I don't I, I, and this I, is all on the Mississippi River really or very close to cuz we kind of we went the took the back roads and we hovered the Mississippi River. So, I can only imagine that maybe 
that came from, and I don't know, this is just me guessing, maybe it's like the whole, the Mississippi River, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of, kind of felt like. Steamboats, maybe. Yeah, well, that too, you know, they're like, oh, well, this is a good place, we'll just name it Louisiana, Iowa. But then also, in Louisiana, there's an IOA, that's how they pronounce it, IOA, Louisiana, but it's spelled I-O-W-A, spelled like Iowa, but it's pronounced I-O-A. Louisiana. I had no idea about that either. That's close to Lafayette. But um, anyway, that's just a little interesting fun facts. So July 11th, 1972, some kids saw a bipedal ape-like man. He had long hair, and he was holding a dead dog with blood on his fur. Those are his accounts. So they came running back to the house where um, their sister was. Their parents weren't there at the time. Their sister saw it. When she was looking out the window as they're running back home. So then the parents came home and they actually believed them. And the dad um, looked around and he found some footprints. And then um, a couple of days later, there was a gathering of about 12 people and they saw balls of light um, from east to west. And then it actually flew over a school there. And then the town's people, they, they have accounts of hearing ringing and growling. So, um, the family, mm-hmm. which are the Harrisons, they got in their car and they left and they met about 40 people who had already, like, like gang, not ganged up, but they have already, like, formed a, a crowd. Right. And they had started walking toward Mars Off Hill, which is where the kids had, had, had this sighting. So over the um, next few weeks, there were strange accounts of this lightning, this these lights and growling and... So um, they did some investigating, and it was interesting to note that um, Lyle even uh, writes this in one of his in his books that one person they one of their accounts was they had described looked like a dirty hippie coming out of the water. Yeah. Of course, this was in the seventies. How funny is that? So um, also too, just to point out, it's kind of a little just a little sidebar here that the seventies. This is a hot decade for sightings as we're, you know, looking through this and researching. It seemed to be a yeah. lot of activity in the 70s as far as these um, ape-like Bigfoot, you know, cryptid creatures. And then also you know U- what UFOs. A lot of? What? <laughs> what? You know what else there was a lot of? Drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good correlation actually because 1973 was actually in particular uh, a hot hot year um, what they call flaps of UFOs and then sometimes people they connect the two UFO sightings and Bigfoot so that's just that's just a sidebar. So um so for a year after this first sighting no I'm sorry a year before this first sighting there was a group of ladies. Like this account came afterward. After the kids saw this, there were this group of ladies came forward and they're like, "Hey, we had a sighting too." We so there's a, a couple of ladies. They were on their way. They're in a car and they were driving to St. Louis. So they decided to pull over the side of the road to have lunch. So they do that, and then they see coming out of the woods in broad daylight. They see this bipedal ape-like main creature come out, and they said that it, he they had the stench of death. So they ran in the car, and they locked the doors, and it walked right up to it. It walked right up to them, looked in the car, and they saw it with their eyes. And then um, it walked away, grabbed a sandwich, and went into the woods. <laughs> it's well, like, that's what I read, too. I'm that, taking my um, sandwich. 
<laughs> right. So I read that um, when they locked themselves in their car, it proceeded to eat their picnic food. Right. Like, like, right, rude. Yogi Bear over here, like, okay. You are not invited. I am out, but I'm taking this sandwich with me. Fine. I'll just take this sandwich. (laughs) Which I thought, you know, like, how fucking scary is that? Like, you have to run back in your car. I don't know what I would do. You run back in your car, and then you see it, and it's looking straight at you, but then it's like, Taking this sandwich with me. What? Take this sandwich. <laughs> well, and you said too that it was described as like heavy, like and the stench. So that's the same thing that I read. Seven feet tall, hairy, um, human like, and a dank smell. <laughs> dank for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yup. But that swamp, right? That's that's what swamps know. smell like. They're dark. They're dank. That's how you even describe them. Dank and dark. Right. And they smell. And there's methane. So they're like. Yeah, I've read too that a lot of these cryptids have that sulfur smell. Right. Or that's, that's reported along with the sightings typically is, is the smell of sulfur, which, um, you know, could be attributed to. Uh, I guess some and some legends could be attributed to straight out of hell, you know, um, blood in their mouths, things like that. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And, and isn't it interesting, too, though, that they all want to, um, all these sightings are in swampy, marshy, just low bottom land. And it's usually, Which is perfect real estate for these things. Oh, yeah, exactly. They can, that's usually where people don't go or they don't you know, hang around. And, and if they do, it's like people, uh, the, uh, the sightings uh, bear out, you know, it's just a couple of hunters or, you know, just a, a, it's not usually crowds of people that see these things, right? You know, it's just, it's just kind of like sporadic, like here and there. So that was well. You think about how vast swamp and marsh land is. Like, it's totally plausible that uh, these things could live there and you never see them. Totally plausible. Totally. Totally. And and that's what they say about the Pacific Northwest. Although that's not our focus tonight. We're talking about southern cryptids, but it's so vast there that I mean, who knows what is up there. And it's just like my husband all likes to say, and he likes to bring up the fact when we're talking about Bigfoot and whether people like starting to say, you have the conversation, do you believe this? Do you think this is real? And he likes to point out that the silverback gorilla was not discovered until the 1900s. Right. And and I, I knew that, but I forgot about that. Yes. And that's a good point, though. They point. actually, yeah. And that's also primates as well. And um, the primates, we share 98% of our DNA with primates. That is, I mean. Yeah, somewhere between 98 and 99% of our DNA is the same. The, the, you know, the difference is the opposable thumb and the spoken language. Yeah. And that, main differences. I mean, that's worth, like, just giving it a ponder. Like, thinking about yeah. it. 
Hey, that's pretty interesting. Although we do share what eight percent of our DNA with the banana, which yeah, I would think it would be none. But what do I know? Because I'm not a geneticist. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but still, like, really, right. that would make sense. Yeah, in some cases, exactly. I've met a few bananas. Too. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty funny. So, our next. Um, creature cryptid is um, we're gonna we're gonna get in our car and we're gonna drive from where do we start off? We started off in Missouri. We were in well, yeah, we were in Springfield by way of Michigan. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. So we started off there and then we drove and came back. I don't know, but anyway, we're here. We're we are gonna stop off and fall. Falk, Arkansas, which is near Texarkana. And the reason why it's called that, for those of you who don't know, that is the border between Texas, um, Arkansas, and Louisiana. So this is the um, so it's the southern Sasquatch. And for those of you old enough to remember, this, there was a movie made <laughs> about this. It was inspired a, a movie. A really, really bad movie. Right, The Legend of Boggy Creek. I remember this. I, I, I mean, I do, it. but I don't. Like, I remember it being a movie, but I don't remember. I, I can't recall what it, any scenes from it, if that makes sense. No, I, I can't either. I think I basically just remember seeing it on the shelf at the right. uh, at, at front row video. Front row video. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a treat. Oh, my gosh. We could go pick out a movie. Treat. Oh, it was the best. Pizza and a movie. Those were the days. They were. They were so simple, too. But, um, so, these were, apart from the the, the terrible B movie, it wasn't a B, it might even have been a C. But it actually made, like, it It did really well at the box office. If I, if I, um, I don't remember how much, but it made in the millions. Like, I would not have thought that, even in the 70s. But, um. Must have been a really Good bad movie. <laughs> right. It was a good bad movie. <laughs> it was like <laughs> and people were like, What is this? This is crazy. So <laughs> like, what are we watching? And like you said, there was also a lot of truck use in the seventies, so that right. maybe that That's just goes hand in hand. But um there were ser- sightings of a hairy ape like man creature in this area since early nineteen hundreds. And in 1971, um, the Fords, they, they saw a seven-foot hairy creature, and this creature stuck his hand inside the window of their house. And I cannot tell you if no. I, not only see, I don't even know what I would do if I saw Bigfoot at, from a distance. But if this hand, like, if this hand is sticking into my window, I, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I would lose it. I would lose it. Like, I would burn it to the ground. I don't even know. Well, wasn't it uh, Mrs. Ford that that happened to? I think, yes, it was. I'd have chopped it off. <laughs> yeah, really? You're going to get that close to it with something sharp? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. So, they found um, scratches on the side of the house and, and footprints. Footprints with three toes, which is pretty interesting. And that will come up later. So just 
Remember that th- three toe thing? Say that three times fast. Three toed footprint. <laughs> three toed thing. 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 There you go. <laughs> That's what happens when you drink Swamp Thing IPA or yep. werewolf beer. So, and you mentioned um, as far back as the late, no, early 1900s. I read where there was uh, no sighting, but reports of livestock mutilation in the 1850s in that area. Oh, okay. I mean, whether that, you know, I I can't say that's a fact. It's just something I came across. Right. Like I said, there weren't sightings, but there were um, mutilations. Okay. You know what else? You remember that talking about terrible movies? And I didn't even see this one, so I can't even say this is terrible. Do you remember the movie The Town That Dreaded Sundown? Yeah. Do you I know do. what that's about? That takes place in Texarkana. Yes. Is it, it about food foul? Uh, no, it's uh, based on a inspired or or I'm not sure how to classify that, but on actual event. And there was a a serial killer that they never found. Killing people, and this was in Texarkana. Yep. Yeah, I remember that that scared the hell out of me as a kid, but I just couldn't remember the story. Right. I right. didn't, I remember the movie, and I might have seen parts of it, but I don't even remember uh, d- that it was a true, true story. But, um, <laughs> true story, true, true story. <laughs> it could have been true, it could have been true, true. I'm not sure. It's either true or it's true, true. Right. It's either. <laughs> It's only part true if it's true. Right. But their actual accounts, um, I, but I thought, this is kind of sidetracked, but I thought that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a based on a true story. But come to find out, they just said that for hype. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, my God, there are real people in Texas with a chainsaw killing people and cutting their skin off and wearing it. Nice. Like, I totally fell for that. Okay. Oh. Anyway, that's <laughs> just a, just a little side note. So that's all I had for Falk. Well, so um, apparently, uh, Mr. Ford and his um, friends were hunting on their property, um, and they spotted this this creature. I, I don't know. If whether it was before or after it stuck its hand through the window, but um, I think that was before. And then he and his buddies were hunting on their property. I guess it, I mean, obviously it had to been at nighttime because they had a flashlight. And they saw an image of this creature and they shot at it because, I mean, that's the first thing you do is yeah, shoot at it. Of course. First thing I would do. Right. And, you uh, chopping his hand off first. <laughs> first, I'm gonna chop his hand off, and then I'm gonna shoot it. Right. And none of these, none of these things would happen. I'd be in a corner crying somewhere. Um, Fetal position. But I like to think that I'm tough. Um, right. Anyway, they shoot at it. It falls to the ground, and they started to move toward it when they heard screams back at the house. 
So they went back to investigate, and then apparently the creature grabbed Mr. Ford by the shoulder, um, which has been since called an attack. And <laughs> but he was some kind of way he was able to break loose and run in the house and um, barricade the door, but. Um, supposedly this this thing hangs around outside after the attack it doesn't leave it just stays <laughs> and hangs around outside like you know you got to come out sometime bro well like why do some of them haul ass and grab a sandwich and go back in the woods like <laughs> just say okay and then and then some are like come, come at me bro <laughs> like that's weird. I mean, maybe it's it, okay. And then maybe it's as simple as we have, as as human beings, we have different personalities, right? Some right. of us like get scared, and some of us, you know, are a little bit tougher some than of others. Us are hungry, some right. of us are <laughs> like, you know what? I'm out, and I'm taking your food with me. So, <laughs> see, right? That's too funny. I like to think that 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 um that creature had a sense of humor. <laughs> Right? It had to have. F you, I'm going to take your sandwich. Right. Right. And they obviously know what is food. You know, what's like. Right. Because there aren't sandwiches out in the woods. That that wasn't his first picnic. Right. (laughs) His picnic basket. That was not his first picnic. That was not his first picnic. Right. So, apparently, um, yeah, this cat hangs around outside, like, yeah, get you some. Um, but, so, Mr. Ford calls the police, and they come out and do an investigation, and they, they do find the three toed footprints. Whoa. And claw and scratch marks on the porch. Wow. So, you know, there's that. There's and right, and so there's there's evidence. You know, I mean, maybe people are saying, "Well, that's just what they said." I get that. It's anecdotal, maybe, but not at the time. And they found scratches and footprints with three toes. I know they, it sounds like they didn't take casts of them, but to save them and you know forever for people to see, but they saw it. Right, and and nothing that I came across, you know, explained it away any any differently. Right, and why are they going to lie about that? That's what I go back to. Well, that's just silly. Right, yeah, I'm going to make this story up just because I have nothing else to do. I mean, I understand people want attention, but there are other ways. I, I just think that, you know, but, you know... Well, and, you know, and apparently there's a, um, and this is common uh, for a lot of Southern cryptids, and I'm sure cryptids all over the world, um, but there are, um, they have a felt monster festival every year that's apparently a big to-do, and it draws really big crowds, and it sells out tickets way in advance, like a year or more. <laughs> I love it. I would love to go. We're all about festivals here in Louisiana. So, you know, we love a good festival. So, uh, good for them. And there's a mart, right? 
A Falk Mart? Yes. It's like a grocery store. <laughs> well, you have to capitalize on that, right, for tourism purposes. That's what they do in Roswell. They have, like, the little alien hotel, and they have the, well, or little cafe. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, I've never been there, but just the way that uh, our mom described it when she went, it basically sounds to me like it's all commercial life. Yes. You know, it's, it's the alien spaceship and stuff like that. You know what? If you can make a dollar, make a dollar. That's right. And I'm not mad at them. That's fine. I get it. You got to have something. Something to attach yourself to. That's what that is. Hey, and it's also marketing, so I'm with it. I can get down with that. Area. Our cryptid brings all the people to the yard. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it's better, than, better yours. than yours. Ours is better than yours, right? Hey, we've got some good ones. That's coming up, folks. We think. Stick around for that. Okay. So, next up. We're going to get back in our car. Get back in our car. And we're actually going to go a little bit to the southwest over to Texas. Okay. I love Texas. This might be a little bit more, I guess, well-known, maybe. Um, Yes. Chupacabra. Because it's newer. Or as we affectionately call him, Choopy. Choopy. <laughs> Choopy. Choopy. Choopy's cute little goat sucker. I remember this from the 90s. I just thought, whoa, it, that was our 2020. Your 2020 yep. right there. Because it was just like, this is crazy. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we had, there's a real monster out there. Just, just sucking the life out of these the livestock. That that was scary to me. It was very scary, and um, so I guess there. Okay, and then to your point earlier, in the 1970s, there were uh, reports of this of of a type of creature, but it was more reptilian, um, primarily in see. I think I think. Puerto Rico, and then South and Central America, and Southwest U.S., New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. But the 1970s reports are a totally different creature than the 1995 reports. Right, because I remember in the 90s, it was was furry. It was more like wolf-like. Ish. Yeah, or right, like a dog, like right. a mangy dog is what I remember images on TV. It looked to me like a, a dog that had lost all of its fur because it had mange. Right. But you know what I think of when I think of that? Do you remember the Montauk monster? And that supposedly this creature was washed ashore, and the idea was this okay, so this is on the East Coast. And Long Island. Yes. And mm-hmm. there there was or still is a, a government facility. And so they, the rumors are that they were 
experimenting with animals. And so they tried to dismiss it and say it was a raccoon that had lost its hair. But but this is what I think of when I think of Chupacabra. For some reason, I think of um, maybe this was a Montauk escape or something. I don't know. Because mm. I mean, it went from lizard to to hair, hair uh, you know, a hairy wolf dog-like thing. But here's the thing. There was something sucking the blood out of the, these livestock. Right. So that cannot be disputed. That That is factual. Right. But not only was this, this lizard-type creature, well, not only was it just explained as a lizard, then there are other accounts of it being able to hop like 20 feet in all directions. I remember that. I do. I remember that. So, so now you've got some kind of hybrid lizard hopping. Hey, hey. If I see a lizard. Oh, my God. Creature hopping. Yes. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm jumping out of my skin with it. Like, I'm gone. Because I don't even like the little garden lizards because they're so creepy. They should be alligator size. Like, alligator makes sense to me. But a little, not the teeny tiny. No, and and that's so weird to some people. But like you said, if there's a lizard creature of any kind, any reptilian that's jumping twenty feet, and no, 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 ma'am. If you see me running, it's because I saw a lizard creature hopping twenty feet. Because I don't run for anything that can exsanguinate livestock. Really. Right. I mean, that's just, that's nightmare material. It just is. But, you know, I guess in the mid-90s, it was more of a um, hairless dog type creature with deep blue eyes, which I think, <laughs> I automatically think wolf when I think deep blue eyes. But then there's oh, other yeah. accounts that say it had red glowing eyes, but it has the same stank smell as the other cryptids. Well, that's because it was all sucking its blood. <laughs> this one doesn't seem to be so much swamp, swamp, swamp dwelling. It doesn't seem to be so much. No, and you know what else is? Um, it for it to be, um, I guess, canine like. It seems to have. Or not have been. It seems to be solitary. It doesn't seem to be with a pack. Oh, interesting. Maybe a hybrid. A right. tweaked hybrid. Right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. If you think about the natural um, characteristic of a canine. Yeah. Right. Good point. Good point. So this, um, there was a woman. A rancher in Cuero, Texas. Um, I don't. I, I think it was 2007. Um, she would see a chupacabra in her pasture in broad daylight. Um, described as hairless, looks like a dog, blue-gray skin, bony features. Um, so she would see it. I guess just frolicking in the pasture. And, one day, her husband found a chicken with its throat torn out, exsanguinated, and um, 
that was not the only chicken. Come to find out, there were chickens all over the ranch that had been um, same thing, met the same demise. Um, yeah, how do you, again, how do you, well, she saw it, though. She's got pictures of it. Whoa. Yes. That's crazy. I thought there so, was there was some kind of, um, I was thinking it was video footage, but maybe that's what I was thinking of, the pictures. Yeah, so apparently um, it, one of her neighbors uh, found one that had been hit by a car. And while she was over at her neighbor's house going to, she had asked her neighbors, like, hey, or told them, rather, like, you've been seeing this thing out in the pasture, like, you see if you see anything let us know um so lo and behold the neighbor found one that like had been hit by a car or had been hit by a car so she goes over there well while she's there checking out theirs she um finds out that there's one back at her place um that had died so <laughs> right that's me it's a little bit too coincidental, but um, that is when she took photos of it, and um, she's since been like on um, sixty documentaries on like major networks, and and that's since twenty sixteen that, wow. that she appeared in these documentaries. But she has photos. I looked them up, um, and and again, they look like to me is basically. Uh, a main dog, a dog that um, lost yeah. fur, that has mane, but it's got a weird facial structure. Doesn't look like a doesn't look like a coyote. Okay, and I'm no I'm no expert, but doesn't look like a coyote. Doesn't look like a wolf. Doesn't look like anything. It it, it definitely does have a strange face. So here's the thing. Dogs don't exsanguinate. Right. And where do they go? What happened to it? It seemed right. to be very prolific in the 90s. More so than any other cryptid than I can even think about. Like, that's you just saw that all over the tabloids in the 90s. Like, it was everywhere. Everything was chupacabra. And to the point where I'm like, I was scared. Like, I'm like. Is one of them going to come up on me? You know, Texas is a sister state to us. Like, that's too close Well, and to the home. media made it sound like anyone could be... Yes. ...could come into contact with this thing. I or, remember As they that. typically do. Right. I remember. Like, you need something to be anxious about? Listen to this. Yeah. Here you go. Add this to your list. Got it. Check. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, man. And maybe Chuby's like a cross between a dog and something. Yeah, I think so. It sounds like a ex government, you know me, it sounds like a government experiment gone wrong. Way wrong. That went super sideways. Right. That's crazy. Yep. So... Interesting, though. Very. So we heading over to Florida now? Yep. To my 
So let's, okay. So let's talk skunk ape. My least favorite. No, this take is... that back. I don't like Momo one bit because it carries around dead dogs. I yeah. didn't mention that, but that was my least favorite thing to research. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's, was very disturbing. So, so this one, like I said, this one comes to you from Florida. Brought to you by Florida. It's a bipedal primate. And so there are so many Native American accounts. Um, and the reason why it's called skunk ape, they've got its nickname, its moniker skunk ape, is not because it has like this horrible stench like most of these Bigfoot type creatures do, but it's because when they spotted it, they noticed that it had a white patch of fur, stripe of fur going down its back like a skunk. So that's where they get its name, Skunk Ape. So it could, like, who knows? It could be a human Neanderthal, but all of these could. Like, it, are these human wow. Neanderthals? Are they the Homo erectus? Because there certainly were two species of, of human, if not more, arguably. So, like, it's just that's just what I think about. But um, and the, it was spotted in the 1940s, as early as the 1940s. And then in the 1970s, there was an encounter involving law enforcement. So in 1974, Ernie Milner and Martin Lawrence Lewis was with the West Palm Beach Sheriff's Office, and they saw the creature. So they fired at it, and it made a noise, and then it disappeared. And then they went to look for it, and they found hair, and they brought it to the lab for testing. And mysteriously, the lab samples disappeared. Like, gone. Oh. Yeah. So, they, you know, when a lot of people say, there's no evidence. Like, what are there? Show us evidence for this. Well, I mean, it's just, they had some and disappeared. So, that's really not fair. We had evidence. Right. <laughs> right. And then in 1983, in Taylor County, a man shot the skunk ape. So they had shot at it, but he shot it. It screamed, and then another one came out of the woods. So they wanted to get like they wanted to get out of there, but so they were they were um, they had a boat. They they were fishing and that kind of thing, and so they're like, no, we're not leaving without the boat. So they go get the boat, and then this creature from the other side makes these loudest growl, and then it splashes, makes the biggest splash, and so of course they get out of there. But in the um, as far back as the late 1880s, the story goes that they captured one. What? Yes, yeah, this is pretty crazy. So it's the that's 1880s. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so they spotted it. <laughs> well, they so they spotted it in Cypress Swamp, and then uh, it was swimming. <laughs> so they swim too, which is like, of course they do. Because they're going on the the byways and the bayous and the swamps and all that. They they like the water and the, the swampy, marshy um, creek bottoms. So, of course, they, they swim, right? So, a group of people caught it, and they brought it to Tallahassee to the local government officials. And then they put it in an insane asylum because they thought it was an escaped crazy person. And it stayed there until it died, and they buried it on the grounds. So... <laughs> How about that? Um, yeah. 
I've seen video <laughs> of this guy. So you know the story? No. I'm just saying I've seen him. There's no way that thing lived in an institution. Oh, you're talking about Bigfoot. <laughs> I thought you meant the guy who caught him. No. <laughs> I've seen what this cat looks like. Yeah, right. And then, like, that's just a crazy person who doesn't brush his hair <laughs> or shave. Okay. Where was this? It was in Florida. That it yeah, was in a- he was okay. the original Florida man. <laughs> Skunk Ape, <laughs> I'm convinced. Skunk Ape was the original Florida man. That's, that's so great. <laughs> no, I mean, this was in the 1880s, okay? And Florida man. I'm going to have to fact check that. <laughs> but I couldn't leave it out because the story's crazy. Like, you can't make this up. It is in Florida, okay? And you know what? Florida man captures Bigfoot. How about that? Maybe that's the original Florida man. It puts it in an insane asylum. Either way, you have the original Florida man. But in 1968, the police chief of West Palm Beach caught a juvenile skunk ape in Palm Ray Bend. They think it was about four or five years old, but I guess that's juvenile to them. Mm-hmm. And that's a, <laughs> that's crazy. Like they they're all, they're down there claiming they're catching all these these skunk apes. Like where are they? Where? Oh, we buried him. Where? He's the he was the and crazy you guy. Ever talk about it again? Right. I mean- right. And his like so in the in the insane asylum, I'm sh- I have to imagine that they they work similar to how they do now, right? Uh, so that they go around and they they have their paperwork, maybe not as extensive as they do now, but they, okay. Um, so you're here because okay, because you're crazy. All right, got it. Check. And then like, all right, well, we're gonna prescribe you crazy medicine okay check you know what i mean like there's gotta be documentation on this <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> not just hey we he stayed here he died and he's buried on the grounds well where, where where's where? the paper trail yeah where did, where, where did you bury him okay i thought that was so interesting that's way better than the account that i found yeah, what did you find? So this was in the fall of 2000, Sarasota County. Um, I've been there. You know about the woman that wrote the letter to police? And um, she stated that an escaped chimpanzee, no, not chimpanzee, orangutan was stealing apples from her porch. <laughs> And apparently she included two photos um, with it, but um, I couldn't find the actual photos um, that she included, or the letter for that matter, but apparently she did write a letter to police stating that she thought that a rank names were still in <laughs> um, but the- Ring, ring. Um, this is <laughs> dubber, 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 dubber. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I have an orangutan stealing apples on my porch. Okay, ma'am. What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. You have what? I mean, that's crazy. And so I did find, too, that the U.S. National Park Service um, considers skunk egg a complete hoax. They don't acknowledge it. Obviously, I mean, they're not going to. Right. Um, you mean you don't believe that there's a large primate running around with a white stripe on his back? Well, they haven't seen the YouTube video that I watched. <laughs> okay? Because that is scary. It's And look, don't take my word for it. Go to YouTube and just search. I think I saw. Okay, please help. <laughs> please help. And watch that video and tell me if you think that's going to live in an institution or is a hoax. I'm sorry, you scared. Right, right. Don't don't take right. word for it. Don't don't just watch for yourself. Right, right. Don't do it. Don't. Is it time to take a break? Yes, let's take a break. Ooh, I like this song. Me too. This is my new favorite song. I think you better slow down though. You're going kind of fast. Uh oh, it's too late. Uh-huh. Oh my God, it's a motorcycle cop. That reminds me. I've been listening to this new podcast called Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Motor Cop Chronicles. Motor Cop Chronicles. Get your mind out of the gutter. I mean, they do wear those tight pants and boots. And bike. Oh my God. The Iceman, the host of the show, he is so hilarious. He tells all of his stories from from people that he stopped and pulled over and crashes. He has rants that he goes on about people and, and their habits and bad habits and everything. He does it in the news section. It is so funny. You're going to have to listen to it. I guess I'm going to have to check out Motor Cop Chronicles then. Yes, you are. Ma'am, I pulled you over for doing 80 and a 45. I'm going to need your driver's license, insurance, and registration, please. Okay, well, I was not going 80. I'm not here to argue with you. I need the information now. Fine. All right, stand by. I'll be right back. I wonder if that was the Iceman. I don't know, but if it was, that means we might be on his next podcast. Maybe so. All right, ma'am, I need you to sign right here. It's not admission of guilt. The state you're going to pay a citation or show up in court. All right, thank you. Drive safe. Yes, sir. You too. Oh, my God. It was the Iceman. You see right here on this ticket? He signed it, the Iceman. We are so on the next podcast. He is going to mention us. I wonder if he thought we were cute. Oh, my God, yes. I'm definitely going to check out Motor Cop Chronicles to see if we're on there. It's so funny.
You've been listening to Southern Discomfort with April and Christine. As you can tell, this is one of the most unique podcasts on the internet. So we want you to be able to reach out to us. Send emails to Southern Discomfort Podcast at gmail.com. On Facebook at Southern Discomfort Podcast. And on Instagram at Southern Discomfort PC. And for shows, visit Southern Discomfort.podbean.com. And this podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Till next time, keep one eye open because you never know what you might see. This is Southern Discomfort. Signing off.